0: Yes,
1: sir. Welcome back to another episode of Waze. My name is Mohammed. I'm here with the co-host Osama. Make sure to follow us at Waze 2.0 on Instagram at Waze 2.0. You can listen to us every Wednesday. Uh, You can listen to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Anchor, and other various platforms. Thank you so much for the love and support. Make sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe to every episode. Osama, how are you doing today?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. I honestly, we have a special guest today
2: Yo and.
0: Yo, what's good, Benny, our guy? <laughs> Ruin the surprise. So, right. No,
1: listen. I dunno in the coming on cube. like, yo, what's good? I was like, who's yeah. that?
0: <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, listen. I'm gonna I'm I am going to i want to get the backstory for everybody that doesn't know how I obviously we we me, me and um uh, uh clouded Benny. So essentially we, we uh, I went on Twitter. Messaging uh, I think uh, uh Nina like I can't I can't remember her name, but her last name. I think that's her name. Anyways, <laughs> message her, I'm like, yo, I'd love for you to come on our podcast. She's like, Yo, I'd love that. However, I have a friend, Benny, he would love to clap with you guys. Message him. So I emailed Benny, he's like, I'm down, I wanna watch your podcast. We did that. He agreed, we agreed. We started messaging back and forth and FaceTiming on Instagram to get stuff working. I'm gonna give Benny the floor to introduce himself because you guys are gonna like what you're gonna hear.
2: Go ahead, bro. All right, well, uh, I'm Benny. I'm a photographer/slash creative director from uh, Maryland. It's uh, what else? I'm not good with intros, so let me. I don't know. Uh, this guy's too humble, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> your life story because yeah. you don't lie, right? So, what the way you guys want to like. I mean, I'd rather just talk, like just be like, "All right, I like, right, bet. Actually, let's get humble. Like, man, in, intro is like I'm. i, I second talking about myself. So, it's I, not meant right. a I, I meant a few words.
0: I meant a few words. I'll see this guy uh, helps <laughs> young entrepreneurs and influencers if they're not getting attraction. He helps them get a lot of uh, attraction to them. He wants to give them a lot of light. Beautiful. Go check him out. Where can this? Uh,
2: my Instagram is brother brother. It's uh b a b r o t h r b r o t h yeah so we're gonna put it in no e we're gonna put it in our description below make sure you go
0: follow him. amazing content' he, has a, he helps a lot of people it's amazing and we we have basically talked about one great way to talk about influences and entrepreneurs giving back, which he's obviously doing, and yeah we're gonna start it off that way so i have actually have a question for all of you guys. So for you very specifically, what is it in your mind that wanted to give back to other smaller influencers, smaller entrepreneurs and like help them go out of your way? Obviously that's what, that is what you do. So what is it, what's the thought process behind that?
2: Well, with me, it's more so, um, it all stems from just me being an artist myself and trying to get on different platforms and getting turned down and being like, fuck, like, where do I go? Yeah. Um, So. Now it's like that's all I really want to do is just help. And then also like I was a person I didn't, I didn't go to college, so I was a person who came straight out of high school. I knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't know how to get there. And I knew that school wasn't gonna be the like place for me, especially when it comes to what I want to do. Uh-huh. It's too structured. So like I like to work without like a structure, and I like to work freely. Yes. So I just um. So i just started just meeting people and doing the things that i need to do to get where i need to go i'm still on that journey so um along that journey i do want to help i wanted to help other uh creatives who have the same issues that i do especially when it comes to like not going to college or not knowing what they want to do fresh out of high school yeah um and they want to do art so it's like cool like i i like i mentor uh one of my friends uh kundai uh, he was, he went to college for like a year, but he really wanted to like do um, directing work and he wanted to like do like shows and stuff. And I'm helping him along his way. And then also my friend Devin, uh, we've been friends since like seventh grade, middle school, and he went to college, he's in college now, and he's just still trying to find his way. And I'm also helping. So I, I always been, you know, what I'm saying that person, you know, what I'm saying that love to just help. I feel like I feel like I am God's vessel when it comes to uh, creators that need um, guidance. And um, yeah, like, I feel like that's what I'm here for. Like, even when when I do my photography and stuff, it's more so just about helping the younger generation, Um, letting them see, like, what life is in this world, like life and, like, humanity for real, like, letting them know You know what I'm saying? It's okay. You can do this. You know what I mean? And yeah.
0: Also, it's amazing that you said that because a lot of people who could be in your place, who are still still Mm -hmm. obviously working towards their own success and their own, like, um, I guess, part in life, they don't, it's hard to give back, right? But the fact that you still have the time to give back to your friends and we kind of have something similar. I'm not a big fan of school as well. And I'm not, I'm not crapping on school. I just knew that. I don't, I don't like structure stuff. I always knew at a young age, I want to be an entrepreneur because I like that. I like the uncertainty of things. I don't like things that are structured and like I have to do certain stuff. Even when I was out working for jobs, I hate being told things. I just like doing things my way. Cause I feel like when you right. do things your way, one, you'll take a hundred percent full of responsibility and two, at least you're able to deal with the creative process, And mm-hmm. that makes sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. I definitely makes a lot of sense. But oh, yeah. I have a question. Yeah, mo- <laughs> what's, that? what's that what's that what's that i bet i didn't know where to go from that so it's
1: right? good so good so number one obviously you introduce yourself as a photographer and a creative director mm-hmm. everybody yeah. in the world by now should obviously know what a photographer is and what they do as a profession mm-hmm. now a creative director that's an interesting term it's a term that a lot of people don't know about and something that's actually yeah. becoming more prevalent especially in the social media age what is a creative director and is it a fun job and is it a job that everyone can do
2: well, it it depends. So a creative director, I look at it as someone who puts together the, like, products. So, for example, like, you see all these ads around you know, your city. You see, um, like, marketing schemes and photo shoots and rollouts for and music videos and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, creative director is more so curating all of that. Uh Making the product come to life. That's what a creative director does. Um, Like, for example, for example, like, if I had a shoot, um, I would have to, and if I had a shoot and I wanted to, like, use certain people, I have to do a casting call or I have to hit up certain models, find the clothes, find the vision for the whole thing. Like, curate, basically curate the, the product. And put it out, and everything along the lines of that just has to go with my style, as if I do. If I have a style, I mean, yeah. I move. I, I move pretty f- freely, so it's not like I focus on one thing. But if I see a vision for something, I just have to make that shit happen. Like that's what it is.
0: It's actually dope. Would you would you say as a creative director? Obviously, being a creative director, like what's the as a creative because obviously. There's a lot of fun parts. What would you say is the most fun part of being a creative director? When you're working with your clients, like what is the most the most attractive part for you when you're going to like help your uh, clients or like these young entrepreneurs?
2: So I think the fun, the the best part about being a creative director is more so building something that's from the ground, uh-huh. from the ground up, like giving a person a vision that they didn't even see themselves. Like that's the best part, letting them see the like their letting them see their like letting them see their vision but also like actually creating it and making it something uh-huh. big where they're just like oh like that's what I could do like that's that's what you see like yeah. so, like that's my favorite part of being a creative director i love i love helping small businesses um like especially visual wise like it's so cool so, so i had i worked with this girl her name is jocelyn she has this uh cosmetic line okay. skincare skincare nice. cosmetic it's on my instagram too you can see it and she came to me with nothing she didn't have she had her, her business plan and I was it and she was telling me like all of the the things that her her brand means and i'm like all right cool and then i start sending her stuff she's like oh my gosh she's like you got it like you you know exactly what it is and then we went out to shoot it and it came out exactly how she wanted it yeah and it was like and i just took whatever she said to me like words like all the words that she said to me all the energy that she gave to me and i just put it in what the product was and it came out perfect this
0: sparked an idea for me i know obviously guys like in the beginning we talked we talked about entrepreneurs help like helping other entrepreneurs, but this, this conversation is really getting really interesting to me. How do you determine who you want to work with? Like what's the thought process? Like for example, I come to you, right? Mm-hmm. I want to do business with you. Right. So what's your thought process? What questions do you ask? What do you look for within an individual? Like, like you said, this person had nothing. So what was your thought process for that person? Like for them, you said Jocelyn, her name was.
2: Yeah. Her name is Jocelyn. Yeah.
0: So like, what's your thought process when you're talking to these clients, entrepreneur, like, what do you see? Like what characteristics do you look
2: for? it's it's not about it's about characteristics, but it's also about energy it's all about what they bring to the table and like for me i i see and a lot of people tell me this i see things in people that they don't see in themselves so uh-huh. with jocelyn all she had to tell me was where she was from and she just had to just give me her energy like she was so enthusiastic she was like yeah like I'm from Uptown DC, and I want to do this. I want to do this, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, it may seem like I was like very like, I was very like standoffish, but I I took in everything that she was giving me, and yep. it was like, all right, I know exactly what you want, like exactly, like to the T, what you want. Because I, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's it's a gift. It's it's a gift that I have that a lot of people tell me that I'm good at, and that that also yeah. goes with um that also goes with um. Even when i do a magazine like when i do the magazine i i look at because everything that i see it's all online so yeah i'm very good at like capturing or like gravitating towards energy that fits what i'm looking for uh-huh. um it's it's pretty like it's it's easier than doing that than actually talking to people because some people are like shy and they don't know how to like give themselves yeah. to you for real. So like online, it's like quick, like I know exactly this is going to fit, how this is going to fit, like where it needs to be and stuff like that. Like, so,
0: yeah, you said two important things energy and characteristics obviously as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur you want to find like obviously you seem like a disciplined guy driven guy someone who's going after milestones miles like you're not you're not going to stop at one milestone right mm-hmm. and when you want to bring someone who's under you like almost like a uh i guess a young buck who's like is going to be learning under you and you're taking care of him or her yeah you want someone who has that same drive that same energy because if they don't they're going to slow you down
3: yeah
0: and to and i feel even as a uh, podcast like obviously our team was bigger and and we went back to meet him because we felt that one, we weren't getting to collaboration. Two, there was me and him were putting all the work and no one else was putting in the work. So we're like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: we kind of give the team an ultimatum. Like either you start do, you're putting your you're putting in your work or you're just gonna leave because it's kinda unfair right. that only fifty percent of the team is doing work and fifty percent are just like seeing the magic happen. And I feel I love how you you don't like I guess resume can only tell one thing, but talking to the person, having that conversation can change the whole attitude about them.
2: Yep, definitely definitely that's why i hate job interviews
0: oh, bro like, they're the worst like <laughs> i bro,
2: I, hate, I really hate job interviews like i hate the fact that you have to go into somewhere for an interview to get a Fox. job like it's even though even though like i know it's a part of the process but yeah just reading words that somebody does on a piece of paper like oh they don't they don't fit like anybody yeah. could fit anywhere. <laughs> like you, literally, Facts, you yeah. literally, just have to grab, <laughs> like grab that person's energy. Like I can sit with yeah. anybody, anybody, and just be like, "All right, I can tell. I can tell by their body language. I can tell by the words that they give me. I know if they're shy yeah. or not. Like it's easy to read that rather than just the rest." One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You know, like, it's funny you brought that up because. Well, I hate job interviews as well
0: because, you know, like, for example, like, you know, certain jobs might have three, might have two. And then you go, well, they ask you the same dumb questions. Like, what are mm-hmm. you going to do for me? Like, you're going to give the same cliche. Mm-hmm. An entrepreneur is going to ask you different questions. Like, he's going to say, okay, so he's going to ask you a personal question. Like, why do you want to do this? What What made you want to do this? Like, you're going to ask those interrogation questions to see, or even, or even questions like, okay, so if this fails, like, what's what's next? Because as an entrepreneur, there's no plan B. Mm-hmm. Putting all your hard work into this, right? You go there and they ask you like, oh, so uh, name a time when you uh failed at something and uh yeah, like, someone else oh my god get
3: out of <laughs> here, oh bro. My gosh,
2: man. Like what are you talking about? Like I don't know. Bro, you start so. lying? You lie like but the <laughs> oh, thing is the whole a whole interview, like an interview with a job is all a lie. Like all of that is I lying. Thought. You're just you're putting, a magician. Things, you're putting your best things forward and yeah. then, like that has nothing to do with this job though. Like I don't know, know, but you never know when you're going to get into that situation, especially at that job. Like, it's just like, yeah, like, I don't know. I'm a fail at this. Like, I don't like, I don't know. Like, you have to experience it first. That's why I think, well, one day, especially when I have like, when like I have a bigger uh, brand, one day you will, one day I will, it it will be more so of just energy driven like if i want to talk to you i'm going to talk to you and i'm going to interview you or quote unquote like yeah just have a conversation like i feel like interviews should be based off of combo of like oh yeah d- days at a time like i want to be that type of boss that I can just call one of my employees and be like yo so how do you feel about this how do you feel about this and then like get their energy mm-hmm. and know after that like oh i don't need you on my team type thing like you know what i'm saying i know you're not yeah. gonna show up for me in certain because it's like interviewing is like pretty much or interviewing for a job is pretty much like dating like it's like the first (laughs) that first that first convo bro that first combo combo is always the one that's like all right i know i'm gonna be with this person for like a long time or i know this is gonna be temporary type shit so it's like yeah facts dude it's actually because if you think about it, this guy said it. I've never
0: thought of it that way, personally speaking. But when you go to a job, right? Like obviously, entrepreneurs they have small jobs, but you know in your head you are like six months and I'm out, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And the and the difference between an entrepreneur and a, uh someone who goes to school and, and I'm not saying school is bad. But obviously, there's, there's a big fine line. Is one entrepreneurs are not scared of uncertainty. Like we're all entrepreneurs. We're all trying to do our business, but in our in our mind we have dreams and we have and we have we want to go somewhere. No one can no one else can see that dream but yourself right. and I love how Benny like how Benny how you said that you want to call your employees and have that conversation. No boss does that like as an mm. entrepreneur, you want that guy to be like wanting to work for you. you want yeah. that guy to like come and not not be afraid. But how many times do you see your friends being scared to talk to their bosses because they want to quit?
2: right exactly but
0: they don't quit because they're too scared to have that conversation. It's different because I always got taught as a, at a young age. There's a difference between a boss and a, and a leader mm. We're leaders. You give back to people, bosses ironically, they just want they want them they want them to benefit I don't care mm-hmm.
2: about you right as long as exactly. you're making my dollar amount, it's my right. money exactly. now exactly, exactly, but it's all about like it's just all about having that bond, especially with your employees or your interns yeah. or whatever like it's you have to have that like balance between. Even though you want to be, a, yeah, everybody wants to be a boss. Everybody wants to be a leader. But at the end of the day, like, you need that balance so y'all can seem eye to eye. Because everybody yeah. hates have a boss, you do not like that boss. Like, everybody hates their boss. It's it's already set in stone. You know what I'm saying? Because they see you as, like, a lower figure than them when mm-hmm. everybody yeah. should just be eye to eye. Like, I'm going uh-huh. to work. Just because our pay is different, like we still work at the same place. You know what I'm saying? Like we're still a family. You know what I mean? So I mean it's it's a it's a whole thing, but it's like a lot of people that are especially that are bosses are gonna tell you like it has to be a certain way. But it's it doesn't. Like it really doesn't. The narrative has to You make a valid point.
0: You make up a valid point. But I I just feel a lot I think a lot of the times that you guys might agree to this people don't become entrepreneurs. Because of the fact of failing, but ironically enough, you can fail at any stuff. You can go to school and fail. You can go to like work and fail. Right? Failing is mm-hmm. always going to be there, and I feel without success, you need failing to you need failing to to succeed to begin with. Yeah. And my it kind of goes to my question. What advice would you give someone who's starting out in this entrepreneurial business? Like, what are you going to tell them? One key advice that you, were someone, told you.
2: Starting. Uh, not everybody's going to be as serious as you that's literally, that's some good... that is literally the only thing. And that's something that I'm actually going to do right now. <laughs> but not everybody, not everybody's going to be as serious as you. You can't, you can't always force someone, some like work on someone or like your energy on someone because they're not going to
3: uh-huh.
2: feed it. Like you're not going to intake it like you do. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you always have to I mean, there's there's going to be people that want to be like you. And there's going to be people that are just them. They're not going to change. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right, you got to cater to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's simple. Like, But that is probably the hardest thing to deal with, especially as an entrepreneur, is not everybody is as serious as you. And sometimes of you, course. Sometimes you want to, like, either get rid of that person or fire that person. But you just have to, you know what I'm saying, just take it on the chin and be like, all right, like, no one's as serious as me. I just gotta, you know what I'm saying? Do what I do, but let them do them.
1: That makes sense. That totally makes Mm -hmm. sense. And I know before we we talked about like the good part of being a creative director and obviously the work that comes with it. Now, like you said, your job is to curate, right? Someone has a vision, someone has a goal. Benny, I want you to bring my goal into life. This Mm -hmm. that I have, I want you to create the colors, the canvas, everything, the palette, just to bring it to life. Obviously, most of the time it goes well your qualifications who you are and like you Mm -hmm. said how you're able to connect with the person get that energy but what happens has ever happened to you like let's say someone has a project an idea a concept Mm -hmm. and they come to you hey benny i want you to bring this vision to light now like you said you can do everything that you need to do to figure out who they are and what they need right Mm -hmm. but as you're going along with the project has has everyone ever told you like hey benny like you guys are just clashing. It's like, no, like th- I want my vision to be like this, mm. but you're doing it like that. And you're still catering to that person's goal and their vision, but I guess yeah. some people are just so innate in their head they mm. they don't want to let go, right? So they don't want to give yeah. you that freedom that you need as a creative director to bring that to light. Has that ever mm. happened? Like, someone's like, yay, yeah, man, like, you're just not doing what I want you to do.
2: How yeah. Do- I, I mean, it happens all the time, but it's it's just like, I don't know. I think it's it's more so about like, the the conversation that's had especially when it comes to people asking for certain things and they have certain ideas that they're trying to get across like Mm -hmm. of course you see my whole thing is i think people try to tailor to something else so like like for example like if you see a picture of i don't know like what's an example i'm gonna give an like a FedEx Mona Lisa (laughs) Mona Lisa perfect, right perfect so you know how the Mona Lisa right it's it's the it's Mona Lisa and it's like a bunch of stuff behind her yeah so like someone would look at that and be like I want my thing to look just like that but my vision like my whole thing is like you like I'm not doing that that's not what I do I don't Mm -hmm. do that so if you want That go to that person that does that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's. I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you. Like I'm not gonna give you like a the runaround and be like, oh, like don't fire me type shit. Like or don't like I don't want to lose the job. Like it's not that I don't want to lose it. It's like you came to me for a certain specific thing because I do a certain specific thing. So just let me do me. Trust the vision. Like you came to me because you came to me with your vision. So trust the vision and then. We'll see what we do along the lines. But, I mean, it's that is a difficult thing, though. That's like, because, I mean, you try to cater, but you can't can't mess up the art for real. Like, I know if it's a job, if it's a job, you would want to be perfect. Like, you would want everything to be perfect. But if you're an artist, like me, I'm an artist. So, I don't want to mess up the vision that I have for myself and the things I'm trying to push out to the world. Like, that's probably the hardest thing. It's just like people coming to you for a whole different yeah. ideas. Like you don't, like, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like I can see I'm, I'm different though. Cause I can try to bend what I do to cater to that, but I'm not going to change my whole vision just because you want this yeah. to look like that. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: that makes sense. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's true because I feel as a creative director, you're not about the. To- brand just to like make someone else satisfied and the end just mm-hmm. like look because obviously you you've been working with people you know what works you know what doesn't work right right so for you to go and say to like to clients to your clients and say, yeah I'll do it for you just to make them happy or you could that could even hurt their brand so mm-hmm. and it kind of brings me to my question about why we become entrepreneurs right mm-hmm. because we've obviously have experience in the bag knowing And going out of way to help. No, this doesn't work. Like now, I go out of my way, and I'm not. We're me me and Mohammed aren't even big enough, to be honest with you. Like to other people, we might be big, but I still go out of my way and help. Like, hey, don't do this. Do this. If you're doing a podcast, make sure you find your voice. Make sure you do this. And my question is, like, why do Why do we become entrepreneurs?
2: Right. 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 Are you asking?
0: Yeah, I'm asking. I'm
2: asking. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm he said like, a statement
1: nah. like, become entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Drop the mic. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. No, I, 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 I said drop the mic. I don't know about y'all, but for me, I became an entrepreneur because I hated my bosses.
3: Like mm. it's, it's
2: it or no matter of fact, it's not even because I hated my bosses. It's more so that I was a part of an organization that didn't. I didn't like the way they ran things. Okay. Okay. And, I always said I can give you a backstory. So I used to work at this bomb and pop's consignment shop. That was my first job ever. And I got paid under the table. Everything that they were doing, I seen and I was like, this is this shouldn't be done like this. And mm. I and I, I don't like working in organizations like that. Like it's like if you, you clearly do you're doing something because you, you're too lazy to do something, like to actually push it and do like the right thing. You know what I mean? Of course. So I was at that job and i was like i can't i can't do this <laughs> like this is not <laughs> this is not how a business should be ran like things shouldn't be done like this so like that was my inspiration to start my own business because i want to show i want to change the narrative and switch it up like the whole job interview thing the whole uh work environment thing like you know what i'm saying like all that Want i want to change that whole thing and just have my thing uh, but that, that's that's why I became because it's just the bosses that I that ran certain things differently and it just didn't it didn't fit with me it didn't really sit right with me.
1: That's amazing. That's that's really dope. Love the answer. Uh, for a lot of people, who always see because you're listening to the podcast, Benny has a beanie on, and it reminds me of Marvin Gaye, like uh, "Let's Get It On" era. <laughs> 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 so I, <laughs> I want to know what was the inspiration behind the beanie? That's like your. I don't want to say just your, your signature, like your trademark, it's, but like
2: it's well, I mean, that's funny. That's funny as shit. Um <laughs> so, you no, know, it's no inspiration. I mean, I'm not gonna hold you though. I'm not gonna lie, like a long time ago, probably like not even a long time ago, probably like three years ago, I I was watching um I was watching his uh his um what is it? Documentary? Either a documentary or it was like it was like him in the studio.
1: Oh, what do you mean? I want you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Those those photos of that session. Yeah, 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 yeah. inspires my whole entire look. Crazy. His that look is so timeless. Like anybody could wear jacket. Yeah, like all denim. You know, yeah, all denim. denim, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think
1: all denim. Yeah, red hat.
2: Yeah, like crazy crazy vibes and you can feel the photo fo- like you can feel that energy so like I always always wanted that that vibe but
1: that was I the know, I cover. A
2: hat. yeah yeah yeah, it was. The cover, I bought, yeah one day like I don't know one day I bought a hat and it just I just like rolled it up and that was it but Your I'm <laughs> you're <laughs> seeing you once
1: and I'm like yo yeah. that's some straight Marvin yeah. game let's get it let, right me, me,
0: let me yeah, say one know. thing in my when we have our company i don't care what people wear we can come with your pajamas because like, i feel like one thing you should have like you can go, don't come naked just, <laughs> but like mm-hmm. we're, we're in pajamas wear shorts wear flip flops because i feel like another thing is that, to go back to the question about why you became an entrepreneur one was my bosses i just hated the way their manager style was and two i don't like this professional this professional stuff i'm like bro like
3: mm-hmm. you should
0: be able to come to me i should be able to adapt you up talk have a good conversation yeah, like i remember exactly. i was like I, remember I was watching kevin hart's documentary like um or that he, that he made about his life or whatever. And he basically had a time where he was talking to his, like he talking to his, his employees. And he's talked some almost as a friend, but he knows when to find, draw the line between a manager, like a boss yeah. and a friend he should, he should do that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, like they make it sick. And I feel to go back to the original talk about shaping the world. I feel entrepreneur, if there is something you don't want to change, don't become an entrepreneur. Because I feel every entrepreneur has right. something they see, they want to change. Whether mm-hmm. it's a management style, companies, Something wrong with the system education. I, like a lot of right. that, I want to change because I feel like uh, a lot of, and a lot of. I remember I was watching Gary V as much as much as hate this guy. As much as hate this guy gets, he said one thing. He's like, "Education fails entrepreneurs every single day mm-hmm. because people don't go to school because they're like, I like this makes no sense to me. Like, uh, and people right. are blaming me for not understanding this, but yeah, you're the one that's not making me understand it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. why because at school failed me since I was young. So I'm like, you know what, entrepreneurship it mm-hmm. is."
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah business is like the the first thing people go to once uh everything else falls apart because they yeah like, well i mean like sometimes we like like college students or like like the first thing a college student does is go to school for business you know what i'm saying because they don't understand yeah, yeah. where else to go like they don't have a certain niche they don't know where to go But like accounting yeah. or like business it's like we're like oh okay cool this is this is fine
0: so I went to school for, I, I went to college for like business marketing, but I, like, I never wanted to go to school to begin Honestly, if I had the chance, I would have went straight into like what I wanted to do. But obviously, right, like, exactly. immigrant parents, you know, bro, some of them don't just, they want you to get a get degree, which is fine. Right. But mind you, going back to your point, yeah, people go into business, but you don't really understand business until you make your, start your own business. Mm-hmm. Realistically. Because think, the amount of times you guys all know, like, you know, finances or like talk, client, building a network is a big part of things school will never teach you about. Like, right. each person, you have to hit, hit them up differently. Each person is like, taken different. Even when you meet them in person, it's a whole different vibe. Because, like, I can sound different over the uh, computer, but once, if we ever meet, hopefully, like, down the road, you're like, bro, who's this waste guy that I talked on the podcast? You're like, <laughs> you're like, bro, this guy seems too different, right? You are two faces these days. Yeah, I, got a question. I
1: got a question for you, Benny. What's that? If you could do a photo shoot. What's someone that could be an artist, musician, actor, actress, dead or alive? Who would it oh, be? And also, if you could be a creative director for someone's like upcoming movie, film, book, whatever, who would it Damn, be dead or a, alive? That's a
0: tough question. That's a
1: tough oh,
2: question. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, so, photoshoot-wise, dead or alive? I have never thought about this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't, I mean, you could, I mean, I could say, I could say Barber Gay. I could say yeah, Marvin yeah, Gaye. Yeah, yeah. Um. Gay. Uh, who else? And if I had to create a direct, so mm. I don't, I don't think I would like to create a direct something, but I really want to, I really wanted to work with John Singleton. Mm. Um, John Singleton, and, well, was Spike Lee, of course, like favorite director, my favorite director, yeah, the greatest director of all time, the biggest, all time. biggest
0: New York fan troll, bro. This guy's always trolling. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that, but yeah, like working on a project, working uh, alongside Spike Lee, um, his personality, everything. Also, oh, um, Billy Porter, I think that's somebody that I really want to uh, create a direct photo shoot wise because um, I he. He's like one of my, one of my like ancestors that I see in my dreams. Um, like he talks to me. Like I love like, it's like an uncle, like that uncle that just knows what to say. You know what I'm saying? Of so, course. Like, that's Billy Porter to me. Um, but yeah, that's a good question, bro. I, so, okay.
1: I can see the influences. Obviously, your glasses. It's not like you work because of John Singleton. You know, at the beginning of the career. Right. You yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, are there people that you do want to work with, like going forward? Obviously, you have a lot of potential. You're like, you know, like, just by having this beautiful conversation with you. Like, I could tell, man, you're gonna achieve the world. So, who are, are there? A celebrity? That you, you're welcome, bro. Are there a celebrity that you want to like work with, like someone like you're like, oh man, like once I get my chance, I want to work with this that or girl. Actors, rappers, musicians,
2: comedians. Man. I want to. I know. I really, 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 I really want to work with uh, Yasin Bay. Most deaths. Most. So, like that's somebody Most. that I oh. Really, oh, really, 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 really want to work with. The goat. What? Um, yeah. He's <laughs> so uh, dope. Fashion. Who are top, top five people? Who are right, top, top five, five
1: people? Top, top five top celebrities
2: people? you want? Yeah, you want to work top, with? Okay, top five celebrities off the top. So you, know, you got I, you got most you got most deaf. I gotta be there. <laughs> um uh, I kinda wanna I I vote well, with photography. I like Obama.
1: Classic um, classic.
2: Who else? I mean I have a bunch of like I have work that's inspired by people. Uh, but it's mo most deaf, Obama, um girl. Let me get a girl in there.
1: One starts from there. Uh, I understand. I, I understand. Salon. Ooh, I can see that. I can see you doing Solange that. Salon. I can see you doing that. Yeah, Definitely. that's more your right. vibe. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Definitely. Definitely. I can see so that. So you have
0: most def, Obama, Obama's salon. One more.
1: One more. All right. So you, what? Well, he
0: I has, two he has two more. He has. Two I, got more. More.
2: I, got two oh, I got two more. more. <laughs> like got got two, two more. I got two more. <laughs> Kick
0: this out of the podcast, but came with you, math. <laughs>
2: Damn. Play, bro. Hey, man. I, this is so crazy. It's like I had to look through my phone to like actually catch yeah. vibes. Like, well, bro. it seems
0: like you're inspired by so many people. So I'm just interested to see like who are these top five. I know you're gonna end up working with them one day.
1: To spend a day with the Bey, Bay,
2: bro, bro, that is man. like my dream, dream, Same, dream, dream, dream. I oh, actually, damn. I could, Dave Chappelle.
0: Oh, Dave Chappelle is one of my my favorite comedian of all time. Mm, it's
2: dope, Genius
0: yeah. comedian. <laughs> it's Genius comedian, bro.
2: Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I want another girl. Who do I Zendaya? Zendaya, Zendaya, okay. Zendaya yeah, Zendaya. she's Zendaya.
0: Uh, she's popping Zendaya. right now.
2: Yeah, Zendaya, Zendaya. I I always I always wanted.
0: To by by the way, way, underrated pick, underrated pick. Like, I, like that's an actually underrated pick because mm-hmm. one, I feel like she has so much potential to become one of the greatest actresses.
3: Yeah. And two, oh,
0: uh, like her evolution from like Disney to like obviously playing in Spider Man stuff and now. Doing her own stuff is she. She has the potential to be one of the greatest actresses of all
1: time. Mm-hmm.
2: She's She's putting the in the work. She's putting in right. the work. I actually, I actually love that question too because it's, it's something. And well, one thing that I'm really trying to get into is something that I haven't really gotten into was thinking about brands and celebrities that I would like to work with. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Like I can. Have, I don't see. I have so many dreams of working with people but the people that i like work i'm working with aren't big like they're not like celebrities like they're like regular people you know what i'm saying Mm because i get i get inspired i can get inspired by like old men in a store so Mm -hmm. like that is the things that drive me like when i see celebrities it doesn't really like drive me as much as regular humans you know what i mean even though celebrities are regular humans but they're put at it like a plateau, yeah. so it's like, plateau, yeah. 100%. it's like you can't you can't touch them. So they put on a pedestal. Yeah, so I can't really think about the celebrity that I would like to work with. It's it's crazy. That's that's a great question, bro.
0: Yeah, honestly, bro. <laughs> like when you come on this podcast, we want we want to make the podcast engaging, and it's just like it's yeah. like when
2: when, <laughs> when, boss, asked,
0: when Muhammad asked you about uh, honestly, look like this conversation told you like we were talking in the beginning, like we, this, you never know what this conversation is going to take. We're having beautiful conversations. Yeah. But
3: mm-hmm. when he
0: asks, he's like, yo, I feel like you're off. Look is like, like, uh, info about Marvin Gaye. That, that question came up about something mm-hmm. I want to ask because I guarantee there's probably more celebrities you want to work with. Right. But those top five are good ones. Like Obama, Sandia, most deaf, yeah. uh, Solange. And who did I miss someone else? Oh, uh, Dave Chappelle. all Dave amazing Chappelle. people. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, honestly, um,
1: Sorry, uh, Benny, okay, obviously like we didn't talk about it, but you are the CEO of Napism yeah. magazine, digital uh, mm-hmm. magazine. Um, so obviously you must have grown up of the source, the XXL magazines like that time, during the 2000s and the nineties, yeah. obviously, because if you're mm-hmm. into hip hop, those magazines
2: were like, that's part of the culture. That's what yes, we looked up they to. They were right? in your household, yep. You're in the household, the on the wall. <laughs> yeah. At the salon, you know what I'm saying? Like always, yep,
1: definitely. So this is a, funny, this is a cool question. If you had to pick, let's say you go back in time, mm-hmm. which magazine would you shoot for? Would you be like the head editor of The Source or The XXL based on which magazine style you like the, the more? So
2: you're saying I had to choose either one of those?
1: Yeah, you'd be like the head editor, head, like creative director, whatever role you want. I to,
2: but I had to choose one of those. I can't choose another one?
1: No, no. You have to pick one. You got to pick.
2: Damn, double XL or Source? Because, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I say The Source. I would say the source mm-hmm. because they had more, they had, they were doing more like yeah, they yeah. had award shows, but it was too, it was too hip hop to the point where you couldn't like, you couldn't like, I don't want to say it was too ratchet, but it was just like, it was too much. It was too, like they were too focused on, Beefs and two focused. Yeah, or. it got out of control. It got out yeah, of control. like it got way too, way too much. Like, yeah. shout out to the Benzino though. That's that's you know what I'm saying one of the inspiration definitely. Put in the work. Yeah, like the sources is, is definitely like I love the the war show that I had. I remember one time this was like the craziest, craziest thing. Um, I was watching. It was like I think it was like oh five source. It was and one book. of the source. <laughs> Was it Young Buck? I don't know. It was the, the fight. <laughs> what, was it the fight? I don't know. It was when someone threw you know, like someone threw a chair and then like everyone's oh. rushing
1: <laughs> and he <they> stopped someone. <laughs> it was like oh five, oh five, oh four. So
2: it, it was one of them days, but it was the deli- I think it was like I watched it, I was watching it and two girls was kissing at the end and it just ended like that. Like it was on stage. I don't know if it was the BT awards or if it was the source. It was one mm. of them one of them award shows and two girls started kissing
1: these were and black that,
2: black uh, uh, singers this was no this was
1: oh this i was, know what you're talking about this is was like
2: to, th- these to, were video vixens it was like what what year was it i don't even remember what year it was but oh it these was, are v- I, vixens yeah they were they were like models video vixens and like oh, everybody I got, I got was you. on the stage and they were like giving like their last bow or whatever and like yeah. two girls just start kissing and after that i was like oh okay and then i remember the uh I think was it the BT Awards or was it the source when Lil Kim and the the nipple? Oh, that was VMA's. Uh, uh, that, 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 oh, that was the VMA's 1999. Yeah. I was watching that show at my grandma's house, bro. Damn, that was, that was Damn. crazy. Yeah. I remember that show like it was yesterday. That was 99. But yeah, no, nah, So it would be definitely be the source though. It would definitely be the source. And my whole thing, I would want <clears> to, <throat> to change the narrative to um, to make it more like. Less, less grungy and more like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's New York, New York. Like, I know it's like the trenches, but I would make it more, you know what I'm saying? Like classier, like more focused on the music, more getting these certain people out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, and, and it also it helped other people get out. Like you know what I'm saying, Andre yeah. the Thousand, what the, and started pretty much escalated the East Coast West Coast beef. Like it's very prominent in hip hop. So yeah, yeah. I I, want, I would want to keep that, but like just tone it down a little bit. You know, what of, course, I'm saying? of like, course, of
1: course, of course, of course. Too much testosterone energy, you know? right? <laughs> exactly, exactly, definitely,
2: <laughs> definitely. But no, so I mean, i I like that question because, but you, but if I had to choose any. Magazine, to, mm. um, like be a part of it would be Jet. What? Yeah, bro. It would be Jet, would be jet because that was that was a very Damn. important. That was in a, a very important magazine in my life. Like
1: my mom might hate you because, you know, like black people they either have Jet or Ebony. So my favorite, yeah, yeah. Bro, <laughs> in my room, yo, I I swear to God, if I like take the, my phone into my room, in my like drawer, I have like. 30 ebony covers, like, full magazines mm. from, like, 1994 to 1997. My dad bought, yeah. like, the whole package. I got, like, ebony, like, covers from, like, 94 to 97
2: in my room. It's That's crazy. crazy. I had Jet. My grandma had Jet just stacked. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the days. Stacked. up. What? Because they came out, like, every week. So, it I was, really like, care. it was literally, like, that. But that was something that inspired me as a kid. They had Jet Beauty of the Week. You know what I'm saying? The whole Classic. The whole magazine was black. Yep. Like yep. nothing in there was you know what I'm saying like it was ours. So it was like so great. And Facts. that's what that's that's what inspired me. And that's what some some uh a jump that I would like to work with, especially if I had the chance, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah, trying to restore Yeah, I'm trying to restore that feeling <laughs> with napism though. So like yeah, it's, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, but that's that.
0: that's amazing. I think with I think with what you're doing with your whole magazine, you're, you agency that napism is gonna be a t- watch bro, one day like like, we're gonna go back to this conversation, and Benny's gonna have his Napism nap magazine number one like worldwide. And it's, it's cool because uh, that's what all this inspiration is what makes us want to be better.
2: Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I appreciate that.
0: Appreciate You're welcome, man. Somewhat. You're welcome.
2: No, that's
0: it. I was gonna say, I never heard of Jet Magazine or Ebony Magazine. I just have to search no, them
2: up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, yo,
0: I thought I was like, what the hell is this?
1: I heard of our listeners no. All of our listeners, especially like growing up in this era, have no idea what Ebony or Jet Mag. If you're black, <laughs> black Caribbean, African, you know yeah, what we're talking.
2: about. You know about. exactly what we're talking about. I was in the
1: house, bro. Yeah,
0: tell my tell tell. Sterns, tell myself agents. White people don't. I'm with you guys. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so fun. that's but, funny. Yeah,
1: uh, that's insane. But that's insane. You do like. What's your favorite Spike Lee movie?
2: Uh, well, the greatest of all time, "Do the Right Thing," and of course. Uh, and School Days, School yes. Days,
1: School Days, amazing, man.
2: School Days was amazing. It was the mu the movie that changed my life? Uh, was definitely School Days, and it like because it gave me it, it gave me more more of the perspective that "Do the Right Thing" didn't. Like, especially as a kid. So like, do the right thing. You knew what it was based on. It was based on like, you know what I'm saying? A little block with different ethnicities that were just like going head to head. Exactly, like, And then at the end, everything just like unfolded and you've seen what we see today, which is like- Of course. uh, You know what I'm saying? A young black individual being murdered by the police Mm -hmm. and then everybody rioting because they're so upset and angry. Mm -hmm. Um, I seen that perspective. And then with school days, it gave me the perspective of light skinned dark skin. Yeah, like, man. So it was like, oh, like this is like the whole narrative. I yep. grew up, I grew up with a light skinned mom, and she used to tell me stories about all the times because she grew up in D.C. and she would get jumped because she was light skinned because she like was quote unquote thought she was better than everybody. Yeah, I know. So yeah, it, yeah. It's like, but it's a, it's a, it's a fight that we have in our, our um our race that's so prominent and it's always going to be like that because you still have college there's still a college that uh all the HBCUs when you have like when you got like these sororities and these fraternities that go off a of skin color yeah. it's like it's still here you know what I'm saying like it's never going to die like it's something that's just always going to be a fight in our race it's gotta so, to come together. Yeah. Yeah, but that that's what that perspective that that's why that, that movie is really great to me. But like as an adult though, mm-hmm. as an adult, um, Mo Better Blues and Malcolm X are like I was the... about to say that. I was like, <laughs> yo,
1: Mo Better Blues is so un
2: Yes. Cool Days 2,
1: most... because of perspective. Mm-hmm. bet of Blues. No one talks about that movie and how great it was as far as yeah. the timeline. Because obviously, Malcolm X kind of covered that same mm-hmm. uh, era in the beginning. But yeah. man, Mo Because I love jazz. Yeah, I love yeah, jazz. Definitely. So the way Mo Better Blues, yo, Spike, he did killed that joint.
2: And killed visual, it. Visually What's... and storytelling, like, ah, beautiful. It's, it's very... It's close to the modern day yeah. where it's like about, you know what I'm saying, love and... A man who is juggling two women, or you know, what I'm saying just and man. trying to, and also trying to juggle his passion. Like that is, yeah, the most. Speak you know, about it, yeah. Like that shit is crazy. <laughs> like, and then, and then, my favorite scene, though. My favorite scene is when he's up in his, um, in his his room. Denzel, Denzel's character. Yeah, Denzel. Yeah. yeah he's up and he's in his room and he's like on on the piano keys. And he's like trying to work. And his girl is like walking towards him. And it's like slow motion and the colors. And, stuff. Yeah. Oh, and she also man. has a Georgetown she has a Georgetown Hoyas. sweater <laughs> So it's like it's so like, it's so crazy. And then like, I like how he's working. And then he tunes her out and her like her voice goes down. Like, her voice volume goes Spike, down. Spike, man. Spike is the GOAT. Spike. The man. Give him I'm... the respect he deserves. Right. Please, <laughs> people. <laughs> man, like People Definitely. always try to downplay
1: Spike, because obviously his behavior and all that stuff, but no, like, mm-hmm. what he's done is mm-hmm. inarguable. You can't argue against it. And what he's doing okay. now, with his current films,
2: bro, like, it's amazing. They're, they're actually, they're, and they're actually, like, he hasn't lost a step, especially he when it comes it. to, when it comes to, like, trying to cater to the younger audience. Yeah. Like, cause he's still in the education stage where it's like, hmm. you still have to know this, like <laughs> the, the, the five bloods, Defy like bloods. I had no idea. Like I had to research and I really wanted to research about black, how they treated black, um, vets. Yeah. In yeah, Vietnam. Well like, like, yeah. And it's and, and, and vets, like how they treat vets today. Like, I mean, I, I learned some, some of the stuff from the Vietnam war from, uh, dead president
1: oh yeah the president yeah yeah yeah
2: but that movie the five bloods is like perfect bro and the thing is i got the
1: vinyl right there what's going on so oh yeah yeah when i was was a backdrop to the movie, because you know spike like like you said Mm -hmm. like uh black linesman or the show she's gotta have it Mm -hmm. or the five bloods he's been including pictures and like yeah yeah, just small historical facts about black prominent figures that are not talked about the way, like you said, he's been able to adapt with the times and plus mm-hmm. give it that information in a way that yeah. we're able to sync it as an right. adult. Spike, bro. Give it the best.
2: And it's crazy because we live in a state, we live in an era where um being taught like certain information, like, for example, um, like blackish, right? Shows like that are very I would it's needed, but at the same time, you can do it in a more like i don't know in a not corny way like i've seen the show
0: i've seen the show blackish
2: is corny as shit like when it comes to when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to black like life we don't live like that we're not going to yeah. walk in a room every day and be like oh <clears throat> this happened to me and then start a conversation it has you to know, some yeah. realness to it. You know what I'm saying? like, yeah, And that's what Spike Lee brings to the table. Like it's yeah, realness. Yeah. Is... You
0: What's know, that? the thing is, cause I've seen blackish and I agree it is corny. And I'm like, bro, but like, yo, like I have like, like a lot of, I have a lot of like, like my closest friend, all of a black and I I have other like, like we have like, majority of my friends are black, black. Like I'm, I'm Arab, like majority of friends are black. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. I, I connect with them more, but I can tell you one thing <laughs> when I watch that, I'm like, bro, this is not like connecting. Like I just feel no. like they're putting it in a corny way. And I obviously, obviously have mm-hmm. to the message. Like how, obviously, Anthony Anderson, who plays Dre, is living in a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. and people look at them differently. But if, for example, you look back at the 90s, like shows like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like the Martin Lawrence show, the Bill Cosby show, all those kind of shows, yeah. that cannot can never be made again.
2: Nope. Never.
0: never and those are classic shows where you look back and like, bro, this is what I want to watch.
2: Yeah.
0: I think, that, to me, I think they tried to recreate that, and they couldn't. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty much a model of show the closest mm-hmm. thing yeah. and i think the first two to three seasons of blackish they did get their message across like the mm-hmm. aim but obviously it became more corny as the time went along um but as far as like those core issues they did address it really well in the beginning and obviously like you said like it's not really the black experience right yeah like, it's it's unless not, it's, yeah, it's, it's the it's, not. it's
2: the what what it is it's it's more so of the upper class exactly black experience yeah, yeah. You know what i'm saying yeah. like it's like you gotta I understand like they have kids and their kids are kinda lost because they are brung up better than what they were. So they're not gonna get life the way they did. And it's like you could do it in a in a different way. Like you don't have to every but as F, like if you have to say every every kid, every generation, like Gen Z, uh whatever this new gen is. Yeah. Like what if it's <laughs> covid gen, whatever. But <laughs> what, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever comes up is always going to be. It's always going to be brought up better than what we were brought up at. Of course, because yeah. what I learned as a kid, especially as a black kid that grew up in the hood, like it's, I learned something totally different. Like I seen Thanks. it. I didn't just learn it. Like I seen it. I felt it. I was in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's like that's the difference. It's but it's you always know- going to be a different.
0: It's funny how you mentioned that because back in, her, I'm not sure if you still remember the quote, Muhammad, but I remember, I think it was episode 50. It was about Black History Month. And you said about a quote how we're taught, like, black people are taught at a young age, like, it's all different than what other, like, obviously, like, Middle Ooh. Eastern and white people are taught. So just, I want to say, I want to read the whole quote because I have it. Hold on. Or, Muhammad, do you want to read it?
1: I don't remember the quote, but I'll let you find it, though. But to what I, Benny I, was I, saying, Oh, you found it?
0: Yeah, yeah. well, you can finish. I found it, but you can finish. Yeah, I just, want to,
1: I just want to get this off quick. Like, for me, like, I grew up in the hood, right? So I grew up there for the first six years of my life. Mm-hmm. And my parents always had an idea. Like, you know the classic, like, like, black thing? It's like, oh, if we could just move to a white neighborhood, our kids. Because yeah. they saw, like, they saw the Cosby right. Show, Fresh Prince, Different Strokes. Mm-hmm. So they had that idea. So at the age of six, like, we moved. So where I live now, that's where I met Osama, it's a predominantly, like, white town when we first and
0: moved it was
1: predominantly white predominantly white we're, bro the school that we went to it was only me and my brothers we're like the only black students in the school and plus mm. to, my, to my other friends i know to this day right so like blackish a lot of those shows like just growing up in a white environment like dave Chappelle, like just going from the hood but going to all white neighborhood but barely like making it it's right. like yeah that's pretty much my life for the past 20 years and stuff <laughs> but i think the cosby show did a better job yeah. by showing the overall lifestyle of what black would mm-hmm. go through yeah the you know yeah
0: for uh, Muhammad, because we were, ta- we were talking about this, and it's definitely an important issue. This is his quote, episode fifty-five. As a person who was black that grew up in North America, whether it's Canada or America or any part of the states, when you're growing up in such a system where you're being marginalized, whether through our educational system, the political system, and obviously the judicial the system, as well as well, you see all these different factors as well in shapes and forms that are taking, they're taking against you on a daily basis. Number one, you grew up knowing that you were a human being first, and you should be treated equally as a human being. But the thing is, when you grow up, when we grew up, the first thing we're told is on a daily basis that we're black and not only are we black, but we're black according to a word that obviously that starts with the N, the N word obviously, which is harsh for no reason, subjugated throughout history that was imposed on us, that we didn't ask for. So when he said that, you guys talking about it, I kind of felt it obviously, I can say going back to the early 2000s, I'm assuming we're all the same age, but going back to the same early 2000s, obviously we went to the same school, black people, brown people, but Eastern. there's so much racism at that point because one, we also moved to a predominantly white neighborhood. It's not like, it's like they, that, more like, you, you saw how much racism we had to like face like, oh, like people are I, throwing, met, like, the I met
1: Osama. Like I met Osama like three months after 9-11. And mm. we're, we're, we're six years old. And his name is Osama. are like, getting like, bullied.
2: Like, like, bro. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We're six years yeah, old. Yeah, so- Damn. Yeah, That's so obviously-
1: crazy.
0: Yeah, bro. And I feel like people, like, and I'm I'm not, I'm not crapping on like that. I'm just saying that people will never understand. I feel that's what shapes entrepreneurs, like all that stuff you see going on, like you went through, I don't want to say it's like almost like a petty thing, but you use that because like, you you never want that to happen to anybody else.
3: Right.
0: So this new generation exactly. right now, right. Blackish kind of makes sense to happen now, but you mm-hmm. got like, obviously I can't speak for yourself, but obviously I grew up like, cause I have cousins who are born and they obviously, probably would stand in more racism as well because when they came to canada or they, when they were born again there was no multiculturalism anyway and at least when we were there it was there but was still uneducated from around people like i remember we moved to like our city which is called oakville mm-hmm. bro that matter of racism people like, like he said it himself it was like there were three black people in our year he was one yeah. of them like, and two of our, and two of our like our other friends that's it no one else there was legit no one else And then white people were always like Saying all like this other white kid always saying stupid stuff, and I'm like, bro, why? Like, do you know what this word even means? Mm. So when you said that I have to read the quote, because that quote when you said that, that episode was so powerful,
2: yeah,
0: that when Blackish talks about that show and they talk about what's happening, I'm like, you know, one, there's a better way of uh portraying the message.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Two, like I remember one time one, I think it was season one, his show Junior. He was going to uh school, and he's like, Yo, what sport are you? Dre's asking, like, what sport are you playing? Oh, i play uh field hockey. You got me got mad out like stereotypical basketball, you should do this. I'm like, bro, you could you could have done it a better way, bro. <laughs> yeah. because, like they're, they're black they're black athletes who play hockey and like football, bro. like It's not all about right. basketball. Right. Obviously portraying the message.
2: Yeah. Exactly. That's what the whole purpose did, but it's
0: So can I say guys, obviously you're both black entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Do you want to create a space for black entre- young black entrepreneurs to obviously succeed in? Of course. What the f- what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. So, no, hold on. So what I mean what I mean by that, I mean by that is what I mean by that is I hold on, that. Hold on, hold on. a lot of people who are selfish. I've known I I, yeah, I can tell from the, from the from the Middle that's Eastern true. community, people are just because they just want to be selfish, right? So mm-hmm. and obviously you are like we're all different races, we're all whatever, but genuinely you inside like do you want to help these like ethnic entrepreneurs because at one point you never had that opportunity so how right. are we going to give that opportunity to young black entrepreneurs who are bro, i should have bro, my differently but bro. yeah
1: if you're not a fan of ben carson don't rock with me bro i'm right. sorry <laughs> if, you're, if you're a fan of ben carson like ben carson that's that's the guy we look up to bro that's that's the that's our model, bro if you don't like if you don't rock with wait. him in our vibes, I can accept you. I'm sorry, man. Like,
0: if you do, you don't.
2: Which Ben Carson <laughs> are we talking
1: about? I'm confusing everyone again. I was, right. I was just joking. I was just joking. I, I, I,
2: I, <laughs> best you were. You, you better, man. Like, hold, hold on. What <laughs> Ben Carson are <laughs> talking about, bro? What are you talking about? Ben nah, Carson, uh, the politician,
1: doctor. Bro, ben, bro, what do you mean? I was joking. Got, I was joking. Got, <laughs> got, you
0: know, all the black we are going to go after you. So you just got like Ben Carson, go after him.
1: <laughs> like, nah,
3: but no um,
0: all jokes aside so like what steps right. do you guys want to take to help your community like, to help like these young opportunities, like yo because they, they're always looking up to you guys so what are you guys what are you guys gonna do to help them out so it's
2: I, it's all about helping well especially just giving people the opportunity yeah like letting them see everything that they need to see so they can just find their way like for example so i tell this story all the time to like all my friends and stuff like that but when i was in when i was in high school um there was something put in place where so i'm gonna just so i had i was qu- considered special ed in my school as since um elementary school because i didn't like doing my work um yeah. so they put me in a box like oh this kid doesn't feel like doing his work so he needs extra help he's special ed and they gave me certain classes where it was like all right like this will help you in this like every time i left it every time we had a test or something i would leave the classroom and go with like paraeducators and stuff like that I
1: can, <laughs> I can relate
2: i can relate as well don't worry bro so it's so it's like and then i was told that i had an iep and they i can relate we can both relate they, to that as well <laughs> <laughs> but this is what i'm saying this is but you see the dynamic though and like i'm not this is not like uh this is not something that's made up like they no, put yeah. this in place for us That's what. Yeah. Is. so, oh, we know. Same so thing. in high school so in high school all of that came up to me like i wanted to because i love like journalism i love english and if mm-hmm. i would have went to college it would have been that's the same journalism. as this guy it's journalism or business so yeah in high school i was like i want honors english In tenth grade, I said I wanted honors English. They were like, nah, you can't have honors English because you have IEP and they don't have any paraeducators for that class. Really? Okay. Like (laughs) like but I should have told see the thing is like I just let it slide, but I should have told my mom or something and be like, Yo, like tell them to put me in that because I'm not you know what I'm saying? I wanna be challenged. And that's what Uh that's what majority of our our race like even not even just our race people of color they want to be you know what i'm saying some kids want to get out of their whole like situation like where it's like it's a structure especially in school it's yeah. it's structured you know what i'm saying to certain people yeah. like you take certain tests to get in certain places like mm-hmm. which it shouldn't be like that because you never know like how you don't know not everybody works yeah. the same like i'm not it and work in bubble out letters and shit like that like i need i actually want to do the work and Uh going through life now it's like i feel like i could do anything i want if i just if i just learn it i'm good like if you just teach me i'm good that's what school is for like no one i don't think in school no one's smarter than anybody you know what i'm saying no
0: no hell no of course
2: you have of course you have certain kids where it's like they're actually like really 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 smart Mm -hmm. but the structure that school puts like in place is like you're you're not smarter than this person you know what i'm saying like this person is higher than you because they got a whatever on the test but in real life i can talk to that person and they'll be the dumbest like no just conversation ever conversation like they just don't know anything like with real life situation been put in place like they don't know because fact, it never had it happen to them. You. you know what I'm saying? I so, want
0: to I want to meet you in person because we have so many things like when you said, <laughs> when you when you said when you said like yo like the IEP thing, because we obviously bro. had that growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh thing this is like it's not like we were dumb students, obviously we just never do our work. cuz like we didn't care. Exactly. Like me and Ham, like I've known this guy since <sighs> weird one, so 20 years now, and we're always troublemakers. Like as a kid, I remember I would I remember I had an argument with my art teacher who I never liked till this day. I'm like Yo, I don't need art. Like, why am I learning something I don't need to know? Mm-hmm. Like, art, music. I'm like, I don't need to know this stuff. I'm like, unless, unless, like, I'm like, also music. I'm like, why am I playing an instrument? Play me some songs and tell me the meaning behind it. Like,
1: what the hell is the meaning behind it? the lyrics? This guy said, "Play me some songs. Then tell me the meaning behind it." <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, 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 look. So, you you guys, so, uh, 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 yo, why are you play laughing, music bro? teacher?
0: Play me some songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but listen, listen, listen. i was so
1: you cheap about the a teacher.
0: <laughs> you guys, you guys spoke about how. Obviously spike Lee in his movies like Malcolm X and like uh mm-hmm. all like I, I forget the other movie that he's mentioned, but how they shaped your lives in such in such a way right yeah- S- school those teachers they were all trying to belittle the kids they they knew right away oh this kid had an i e p no future this kid has a a plus
2: you know what i'm saying and th- and that is what the problem is like they really really like go in on you behind your back, especially to your parents like oh, he's not doing this. Yeah, he's not doing this. Like, I remember, especially in the, the parent teacher meetings, like, what are y'all even <sighs> talking about? Like, bro, if if you guys because teachers, that's why teachers, doctors, policemen, firemen, whatever, like, those jobs are very important to society in society. Of course, yes, of course. the The wor- like the worse it gets, it's just going to be bad for the generation. Like, teachers need to do what they need to do so you know what i'm saying but you have to look at it as a nine to five like yeah. everybody has a lunch break so it's like no one is going to be as serious as they need to be especially when it's teaching a youth teaching the youth you know what i'm saying it's crazy it, it you bring up a valid sense. point
0: bro you bring up a valid point yeah, actually, actually
2: sorry go on Oh no, no keep going what actually what
0: no, I was going to say, because uh, I remember like back in grade five, I remember like actually like I asked to leave my IEP because I'm like, bro, I'm getting tired. Like, why are you guys limiting me? I remember I asked my like, mm-hmm. yo, get this hell out of here. Like, I'm I'm done. I'm like, bro, I'm getting tired of like me. I'm not sure if I ever told you, Mo. But yeah, I remember I asked thing, grade, grade, grade six to go, I'm out. I'm, out.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. I was still there. i was gonna I'm, crystal <laughs> I'm like, take it out here, bro. <laughs> say anything, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like I'm out, but you know what the funny thing is, is uh the IEP like the it, first of all, bro, it's like it's not like even me more needed it, bro. You know what we would do? We would go eat freaking Rice Krispies and that's it. It's, we weren't even do it. Or, or they would make bro. us do. They would make us do our math test there and no extra help. I, I wasn't even allowed. Mine expired. Mine was legit useless.
1: <laughs> no, I I everything bent remember and remember obviously as well. like, and the thing is like, it's not even like. I want to say haunting but it's not even like man it's just a cloud that's over you yeah. and it's so annoying how everyone judges by that cloud and it's like mm-hmm. bro this is i'm much more than that yeah. Oh, yeah, But exactly. since i'm in the structure like this educational structure you won't even see that until i step out of it but even when yeah, i try exactly. to step out of it and... i'm deemed as an idiot as a lunatic mm-hmm. or someone that's crazy mm-hmm. I, like doesn't make any sense like i'm looked down upon but it's like yeah. bro people like us artists creators like we shape the world exactly we shape
2: the world exactly, exactly. Exactly. These are the kids kids with IEPs who are shaping the world, not the people who have degrees that work nine to fives. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's insane. Like that, but it's fun. It's just so funny when I see people from school and like the things that they do now. And it's like, they're trying to do what I do now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you were never yeah. thinking about this. You were about to go to never. school for a degree, like you was really about to do that. But now, like people are like, yeah. "How do you make t-shirts?" <laughs> like I'm trying to, I'm trying to make t-shirts. I'm trying to, I'm trying to start shooting people. I want to be a model. I want to do this. And it's like you're like, yeah, what? You did not look at me twice in school, bro. Like you didn't even you, you didn't even know me my stupid. name. You didn't know my name. You didn't, you call me dumb. You thought I was a goon. You thought I was doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dude. You thought I was hanging with the ratchet kids. Like you thought all that. I was the weird kid, but now you you want to be the weird kid. Yeah. So, but that's what it is, though. And but that's the difference between the structure of of school and real life. Like mm-hmm. nobody, you know what I'm saying. And I learned that senior year, I knew for a fact that I was never like I never wanted to be because when I was in ninth grade, it was all like I want to be with the cool kids. I want to be in the in the upper class. I want to be yeah. in these classes where all these kids are because it's cool. But it's like senior year came. I was like. These are weird ass people. Like why why would I even why would I even want to be a part of this? Like so yeah. I just stayed to myself and I stayed to my to my my own clique that we had that I'm still with to this day because we all thought the exact same. That's it. <laughs> and it's like all right, all these people that are going, you know what I'm saying, going through their life with these 9 to 5s and these jobs, you know, I know FedEx workers, I know people who um just mail service amazon like just doing small jobs after having a degree because you just didn't know where you was going to go Damn. and and i and i appreciate and i appreciate the fact that you know what i'm saying like i appreciate the IEP at the end of the day you know what i'm saying i feel oh, like if i it, wasn't
0: it shaped us
2: it shaped us it, it definitely does it definitely shapes you if you if you use it a certain way cuz i know a lot of people who was in my class um when i had the IEP, like when i was in resource and stuff like those kids really needed that help, but they they just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? I was a kid who actually cared, who actually was trying to do something outside of school. So it was different. Like I treated it different. And that's how it should always be. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was it was straight though. Like I, I really appreciate that. But I just really think I think at the end of the day I think the school system, um, needs to, it's going to change. It's definitely going to change, especially with the new generation. New generation? I'm,
0: I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, 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 I don't believe that I'm going to change it because you know, I feel I what teachers, you know, it's funny. Cause like, I love how the conversation is going to this, cause it kind of connects from what we we're talking about at the beginning. I like how you said how the IEP did shape us. And obviously it's, it's an amazing start for entrepreneurs because you should be, mm-hmm. you should be happy looking back at it. it's Like, yo, people thought I was dumb. people thought I was stupid. People thought all oh, this, but you know, to me, IEP is different. and shaped me to who I am today. And going back to your point as well about people who are, like, getting degrees and jo- jobs now, they want to go back because they realize, oh, this is not what I thought it was. Now yeah. I want to start my own thing. But at that point, I don't want it's too late. But, but you have to relearn all these skills. And now you're going to start dealing with people who you could have talked trash about. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. Like, I, I, You notice all the IEP kids over, like the kids that were considered stupid, even though they're not. But they were, they were always talked down upon, but the smart kids were like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy. You're gonna be successful." I would have heated arguments with my friends. I'm like, "Bro, just because you get A's does not mean you're successful." I hope right. you know
1: that. <laughs> no, like and- what's well, about it now? Like the IEP kids, like ourselves. It's like man, outcast like just like outside the box, just thinking outside mm-hmm. the box. So while everyone's taught like, "Hey, we're gonna do this for the next twenty years," we we'll just like sit and just look and be like, "Okay, I wonder how it outshaped the world like this." So every single yeah. day, we're just thinking to ourselves, I want the world to be like this. I want the world to be like that. And we're just creating, mm-hmm. this, we're just creating this fantasy that we have in our daily minds. It's like, how do we bring it to reality? Yeah. So we're, I remember we used to doodle all the time. We used to doodle, have these random conversations <laughs> and everything. It's like, yeah. bro, how are we going to shape the world? We're thinking that every single day from the age right. of 10 to up. So obviously by the time that like, you found your passion, you know what you want to do. Ooh. Bro, at the age of 22, 23, 24, 25, now really? am I invincible? <laughs> bro, I know that. the vision. Like I'm right. I'm it's going to happen whether you like it right. or not. We have it, whether now or 10 years from world. now, it's going to happen.
2: Yeah. We have a, a totally different understanding of the world. Sick, compared to, yeah. Compared to other people who live in structure.
0: I, I, I agreed. And, uh, I think it's a great way to end it off. Benny. I want to thank you, my brother. This is one of my favorite episodes because we talked That's... about so much. Let me tell you, like I've never, I've never, I, mean, I don't think we have ever had someone who was this in tune. Like the conversation was so engaging, no, everything I mean, we spoke no, about was yeah. so relatable, and right. it definitely like made me think about so much, especially with the whole IEP thing, which kind of shocked me because I was like, how we were all able to connect on that, and we were able to look at a positive looks. So I want to thank you, my guy. Thank you, guys. If if you are listening, continue listening because it's a beautiful conversation. If you're not, just unfollow at this moment because you're not true fans. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside I want you to follow our brother Benny. He has amazing content. He's helping young, young entrepreneurs. He's going to shape the world one day. He's going to continue to shape the world. Let them know where to follow you, bro. Uh
2: well, you can follow me at uh brother b 8 <laughs> uh on Instagram and that's pretty much it. I don't really have anything else. Uh, I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh
1: um, we appreciate you for coming on, bro. Don't much talk.
2: Man. Uh I love connecting with people. Uh, you guys are in Toronto, right, Canada? Yes, sir. Yeah, we're close
1: to Toronto. We're like thirty minutes drive. Yeah, like a we. To-
2: huh? Where, where you guys? Where do you guys stay? Where?
1: Oakville. So, 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 say we're from. Like, you know how, like, obviously you're from the DMV, right? So imagine, like, mm-hmm. obviously you got like the classic like place everyone talks about. But it's like like that uh... suburbs place, everyone's like kind of looks down upon or what jokes about. So we're kind of from that place. I'm <laughs> like kind of. Oh, okay, I right. yeah. I'm mentioning it. So we're from Oakville, but people Mm will call us Jokeville.
2: Chokeville? Jokeville. Jokeville. Jokeville.
1: Someone's like, like, yo, where are you from? I'm like, you know, like I'm from around the way. Like, you know, Toronto, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my first day in college, my first day in college, I came in the class late and I just I was looking for a seat to sit down. This big black girl, she looks at me. Where are you from? And i'm like well it's college no one knows each other right so i'm like mm-hmm. i'm from oakville you're from oakville bro i'm like yo relax
2: <laughs> everyone just funny. looked i'm like damn jokes. no, no but jokes. I, I appreciate it you know what i'm saying and um yeah we want you have, first thing We want this you to the come first back. time yeah of course this is the first time anybody's ever had me on their podcast like, see
1: word bro well, I, don't, second, I don't know like why second
2: time but like two people like combo base like never
0: honestly i don't know like guys this is what let me tell you I'm, I'm genuinely saying this like we've had a lot of guests they've all done really amazing but this is the first podcast with a guest definitely i can connect with guys
1: bro <laughs> broke paradigms with this one
0: because you broke paradigms you brought the conversation like and obviously just a personal conversation that we've had that we're able to connect so yeah 100% that a lot of people are going to connect with this because we expose a lot of personal stuff, which a lot of people would never do. I think they're going to connect with that for that reason.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. And also follow Napism. Uh, yeah, yeah, shut and- up.
0: And- We're going to shout you out on my, we- our personal Instagram as well.
2: Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. We never talked about Napism too, but just it's, it's cool. Um, <laughs> well, talk dude, about yeah, it right now. Talk about it right was now. A, like, no, it was a, I brought. No, I mean, it's, I brought it up, and then we kind of like, <laughs> yes, yeah, you kind of like it's drifted off. But it's dope, though. I, I like. I like what we went. So you know, talk bro,
0: about like, Napism. So to so
2: everybody, like... <laughs> no, this would be like another hour, bro. Like, uh, I mean, what, what? it's it's cool. Napism. Napism is basically a platform that I created. It's a publication where. Uh, we focus on underground artists, all all mediums and from all over the world. So mm-hmm. not just like DMV based, you know, what I'm saying we have some people we featured in our magazine from Singapore, the UK, Australia and many more. Um, so it's pretty lit uh, and we should be coming up with a new issue soon. Um, we're still working on it so we'll see you know what i'm saying we're excited but, for that we're excited but, yeah, for that. but definitely definitely more production stuff we're trying to get into um trying to we, we just uh we just partnered up with this studio uh mm studios uh, it's like around the way they're like a, a small base studio from maryland too so it's lit so it's dope yeah bro it's uh it's we're gonna keep going let's do it
0: that's amazing i hope that goes well for you brother
1: thank you so appreciate much it. we appreciate it man amazing guest. beautiful brother like you can do big things and ladies and gentlemen if you don't know by now we are the podcast ways make sure to follow listen and subscribe to us at ways 2.0 on instagram you can follow osama at kusa 300 you can follow myself at mohammed.global every episode every wednesday you can listen to us on youtube spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public Anchor of the various platforms. Thank you so much, Benny. Love and support all the way. And everyone, have a beautiful night.